So welcome. This is the Madamani Dispensary in Kilifi County. The Madamani Dispensary is one of three dispensaries in Kilifi, Kenya, involved in the Phase 3 trial of the RTSS malaria vaccine, the largest trial of a malaria vaccine to date. So the RTSS Phase 3 trial is a multi-centre trial being done in South Saharan countries. So seven countries, 11 centres. Patricia Njaguna is the principal investigator of the trial site in Kilifi, Kenya. There are three in Kenya, so one here at Kilifi, which I head, and two sites in Kisumu, one in Siaya and in Kombewa, the other in Kombewa. So in all the 11 sites, there are over 15,000 children enrolled in the study. At this site particularly, we have enrolled 904 children, so 600 children in the 5 to 17-month cohort at vaccination, and 304 children in the 6 to 12-week cohort. Why these two age ranges? Previous studies had done children in the 5 to 17 months, and we wanted to, sh- to make sure that we still had benefit in case the governments wanted to do a catch-up campaign. You would be able to show that there was um, protection in older children, which had already been demonstrated in Phase 2 trials. But importantly, using the 6 to 12 cohort, these are children who come in for their primary vaccination schedules within the what we call the expanded program for immunization in Kenya and in other African countries. So if RTSS was able to show benefit and needed to be rolled out, looking at really logistic and infrastructure, buddying or nesting ourselves within the existing uh, infrastructure for rolling out vaccinations in African countries would be ideal Trialling a vaccine in the remote, rural populations affected by malaria in sub-Saharan Africa is a logistical challenge, as all aspects of a participant's care must be accounted for. I'm Dr. Polinako, the lead clinician in the RTSS uh, study in the Kilifi site. This is like the centre where the villages around here are like 11 villages and then they bring all the children here. So in the mornings, the mothers are picked by our study vehicles from their villages because they're quite far and then they are brought here. So depending on the visit they're coming for, whether scheduled or not, they come here, they are received, then um, the initial things are taken like temperature, weight, middle palm circumference, length. From there on, they are brought inside here where they are seen by the clinician. How does the actual trialling of the vaccine work here? So how's the vaccine, I guess, delivered and how's that run? Okay, the vaccines come in the cool boxes. We have a thermometer, so the the temperature has to be acceptable temperature. So it's brought all the way and then taken to the vaccination room. And the vaccinating nurses cannot participate in any other activities of the trial so that... Uh, they don't get to know because it's a blinded uh, trial. So when we see the child and then the child uh, is supposed to go for vaccination, then they are taken the other side, then they get into the vaccination room, which have um, syringes masked, and then they get their vaccination. Then they come out, they wait for 30 minutes, then the clinician assesses the child again before they're sent home, then they're taken home. The RTSS vaccine has been in development for more than 30 years and it's not the only vaccine to be tried and tested. The main challenge to date 
has been finding a vaccine to overcome the complicated life cycle of the plasmodium parasite that causes malaria. The malaria parasite has thousands of genes. Professor Sir Brian Greenwood from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. It has a complicated life structure, different stages in the mosquito, in different parts of the human, in the liver and so on and things. And it has a lot of um, redundancy in that you can knock out one bit of it with a vaccine that knocks out one antigen. It has ways of getting around that problem. We know it's difficult because even people who are exposed to malaria many, many times, I mean, in the old days, nearly every night probably in some parts of malaria, even when they were adults having had these thousands of infections, were still not perfectly protected. And what we're trying to do now is, with an artificial vaccine, do even better. The RTSS vaccine is trying to catch the parasite in the early stages of infection and stop them dead in their tracks. Patricia and Jaguna. So the RTSS vaccine is a pre-erythrocytic vaccine, so it targets the stage of the malaria uh, life cycle, which is um, from the time the sporozoites are introduced into the body before they get to the liver. The vaccine is made of the circumsporozoite protein, which is the protein that covers the sporozoite, and that's the stage that you find um, from skin to, to liver, and taking a section of it that, that, uh, that, that is then fused to hepatitis B um, protein, also fused to what we call an adjuvant, which is um, something that will help take this small molecule and make it very visible to the immune system and therefore make it easy for it to respond and produce antibodies which we hope lead to immunity. The final trial results for RTSS were published earlier this year, showing a 36% efficacy in the older age group when given three doses of the vaccine along with a booster. The younger age range fared less well, with just 25.9% efficacy. These results may not be as high as once hoped for, but the protection is still considered to be enough to help curb the future spread of malaria. Brian Greenwood. You could say it's a little bit disappointing. You know, it would be nice if you could give your three doses with the infant vaccines and you had 75% protection. But on the other hand, it saved a lot of children. And when you work out the results in a different way, you look at if we vaccinated a thousand children, how many cases of malaria would we prevent? save people coming to the clinic, how many more bed space will we save in the hospital with the children with severe malaria? And when you do that, it depends on the intensity of transmission in from country to country. So nobody is suggesting that we just stop other control measures and use RTSS. If this is used, it's used on top of those tools. But those tools are not enough in some parts of Africa. I mean, even when you have all the children in the phase three trial had a new net, they had excellent treatment, but in some parts of Africa they were still getting lots of malaria. So I think that perhaps gives a clue as to how you might use this as a vaccine. I mean, if malaria is on its way out and is nearly there, and if you have a thousand children, only 50 are going to get malaria in two or three years, then this may not be the right thing to do but if you're using bed nets and if you're using have good treatment and you've supported the health service and you're still getting children getting one or two attacks of malaria a year which is the case in some parts of africa then that might this may be a very cost-effective intervention then